everybody. Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line Hot Takes. We are back yet again. Brand new week. Very excited, as always, to be able to bring you guys hot takes, the extra content. And we, we're trying to make a point to really remind people that this is an actual like real deal podcast this is not what our radio audience thinks it is which is like a replay of the show because we have those but then there gets some confusion this is over the line this is something you've never seen before you've never heard before it's not on the radio it's not gonna be on the radio although if i took some vacation time i guess we could just play hot takes on the show I don't know. But several things to get to, including this business with the Obama's chef. I mean, you expect me, of all people, to believe that this is all just a bunch of big coincidences. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. Uh, it, and again, let's take it at face value and just go with what we know okay let's not jump the shark let's not get too crazy on what's what but i just want to analyze the situation all right let's just look through it first of all let me tell you about my boys over at vapor forge my guys vapor forge out on 280 you see them right there the shop looks a little different than it does in that picture right there, but essentially the same. They got everything you need. The, your, these are the OGs, been with us since the beginning, and will continue to be with us. 4673 Highway 280, right there in Birmingham on Highway 280, 874-9010 and onlinevaporforge.com. Y'all make sure and go check those guys out. They are tonight's official sponsor of over-the-line hot takes, and we appreciate them because if it's not people like Vapor Forge and Wild Hair Jerky, we wouldn't be able to do this little shindig here. So, The Chef, we got a report during the show yesterday that there was a male who, uh, a, a male body that had been recovered from the water, a lake that is located on the Obama's property. More like, oops. <laughs> I mean, if y'all are like me, your first thought, you, you start you start going out there a little bit, and you're like, okay, uh, <laughs> what really happened here? Let's be honest. Didn't know who it was, didn't know anything about it, other than it was a male, and they got him out of the water, that there was a 911 call from the Obama's home. And... Later on in the day, information comes out. Body of a 45-year-old paddle boater found in a pond in Obama's Martha's Vineyard Mansion on Sunday night. Chicago Sun-Times identified the victim as Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell. There he is right there for those of you watching the video. Uh, the Sun-Times says in a statement, the Obama said of one of the top chefs in the White House kitchen, Tafari was a beloved part of our family. When we first met him, he was a talented sous chef at the White House, creative and passionate about food and its ability to bring people together. They go on to talk about praying for the family. And notice this part right here. Obama was not present at the residence 
when Tafari drowned. And it goes on to give the, the full story. 911 came from the Barack Obama's residence on Martha's Vineyard. Police were searching for a missing black male paddle boater in the Edgartown Great Pond. There's the Edgartown police uh, with their tweet at the time. And uh, this seems to be, and maybe I'm wrong, is this the actual 911 call here? I actually haven't heard the 911 call. Do we do we want to watch and listen to this together? <laughs> I I didn't even know I didn't even know the 911 call was available. Hey now. Control to Edgartown Fire Water Rescue Personnel. Echo 90 and Echo Unit. Respond to 7979 Turkey Land Cove for a 40-year-old male possible drowning. Control to Edgartown Fire Water Rescue Personnel. Echo 90 and Echo Unit. Respond to number 7979 Turkey Land Cove Road for a 40-year-old male Possible drowning. Okay, so that's just a uh, a deal with uh, the, I guess the dispatch. But that was what they got after the nine one one call. Dispatch try to find the guy. Obviously, they find him. It's the forty five year old chef. Uh, here's where it starts to get a little weird. Okay, according to reports, another paddle boater saw the unidentified forty five year old struggle to stay afloat. On the surface, before he drowned, here's a map of the uh, of the lake. You see Obama's house right here. After several hours of searching last night, efforts to locate the missing paddleboarder were unsuccessful, and the operation was paused to allow divers or dive teams, flight crews, and other responders to re-equip and assess the next steps. Search assets are currently resuming operations at this time, all before they found him. State police dry- divers have recovered the body of the 43-year-old man. Is he 43 or is he 45? See, none of this makes sense to me. Whatever. Police say the deceased was located using a scan sonar from a boat and was retrieved shortly before 10 a.m. on Monday from 8-foot deep waters approximately 100 feet from shore. Okay, so he was 8-foot Eight foot deep. Obviously, most people can't stand up in eight foot water. Nobody's really eight foot tall. Uh, Or you would need to be taller than eight foot tall, technically. So, you know, it it makes sense. But then you think to yourself, well, you're a paddle boarder. Wouldn't you know how to swim? And also, outside of that, another paddle boarder saw you. Wouldn't that paddle boarder uh, be able to help? That's what crossed my mind initially. I, if you go out and you're doing paddle boarding, I would assume one of the necessary steps you would take in uh, getting ready for your paddle boarding career would be to learn how to swim. Because you're not paddle boarding down the sidewalk. You're paddle boarding in the water. And paddleboarding, from what I understand, is standing on a surfboard-like device and paddling away. Now, if you're standing on a device in the water, there is a high likelihood at some point during your trip, you're going to fall in the water. So again, why wouldn't you learn how to swim? Well, as people normally do in these situations, they started looking. Looking through Tafari's social media, trying to see 
what they could figure out. Doesn't make sense for a paddleboarder to not know how to swim. Then they came across this Instagram post. And it says, me and, I think this is his wife, they're in Aruba, right? Uh, posted in 2017, shows Campbell with his wife, Sharice, at Baby Beach in San Nicolas, San Nicolas, Aruba, with the hashtag such as, we made some progress, hashtag still can't swim. Okay. So in 2017, he was using the hashtag still can't swim. So at least we know at one time, he was not a very good swimmer. But then you continue on in his social media and start seeing other things like in 2019 when he posted to his either Facebook or Instagram stories. He is taking swimming lessons and doing a pretty good job at it. As you see here, hashtag progress, hashtag fit chef, do a little backstroke at the One Life Fitness in Woodbridge. Pretty good job. Good job, Tafari. You go down further, you can see him swimming in this Olympic-style pool, swimming like a pro. I mean, this looks like a guy that could probably even hang with uh, Leah Thomas, assumingly. So he learned how to swim. This was 2019. Now, when did he decide to pick up paddleboarding? I don't know. But 2019, ladies and gentlemen, was four years ago. And if he was taking swimming lessons four years ago, you would assume... He could swim because he also shared statistics from his swimming sessions documenting substantial progress over time. One post showed Campbell completing a mix of 25 yards, backstroke of 100 yards, and freestyle of 200 yards in 34 minutes. And in another instance, he completed a breaststroke of 25 yards, a backstroke of 100 yards, and a freestyle of 175 yards in 37 minutes. Now, I don't know how long it would take me to do a breaststroke, but probably longer than that. And I essentially know how to swim. So why does this not make sense to me? Where was the other paddleboarder? How did the other paddleboarder not help. It took them an entire day. You remember, he went missing on Monday, or on Sunday. And they found him Monday morning at 10 a.m. We could assume that, you know, the eight-foot water gimmick, you know, is not necessarily where he drowned, and he kind of washed up towards the shore a little closer, and he was further than 100, 100 yards out. Uh, several different things, but it's as the stories start changing is when I start asking questions. And the story started changing yet again when they reported that the Obamas were not home at the time. Don't know if it was a housekeeper or whatever, but somebody that was tending to the Obama home called 911. When this whole thing happened, the Obamas weren't in town, so the Obamas had nothing to do with it until we find out that the Obamas were home when their private 
chef mysteriously drowned. So why, why would we change the story? I mean, the first thing I think of when the story starts getting swapped around is whose cocaine is it, right? We found out there was cocaine in the White House. Well, it's in the library. Yeah, could have been anybody. Well, no, it's in, it's in the staffer's waiting room. Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's actually uh, beside the situation room where you have to have the highest level of clearance to go in the White House. <laughs> so what's next? The Obamas weren't home. Now they were home. But they were in the house. Is it tomorrow we find out the Obamas were actually on shore cheering on the paddle borders? Are we going to find out soon that the other paddle border was Barack Obama himself? Hopefully not. Hopefully that's not the case, but would it surprise me? Not really. It's also concerning when you look back on uh, this kind of thing from the past. And, and as you know, history is the best teacher that you can come across. You may have had a great teacher in fourth grade or fantastic science teacher in eighth grade, but no teacher is better and more accurate than history itself. History will always guide you to the right place, not just by history repeating itself, but you can understand things that are going on uh, in real time by looking back at history. And that's why I had to dig up this old clip of a, um, of a, a drowning victim named Walter Sheep. Walter Sheep just happened to be the White House chef for Bill and Hillary Clinton, who then left with Bill and Hillary Clinton to be their private chef when they left the White House, much like this other guy with the Obamas. Now know how Walter Sheep died. His body was found Sunday night just off the Yerba Canyon trailhead in very rugged terrain. New Mexico State Police say after an autopsy, the medical investigator reports Sheeb drowned and his death is officially an accident. Sheeb moved to Taos in March. A friend told our partners at the Journal he may have been trying to be closer to his girlfriend. He previously worked as a chef in the White House, first under Bill Clinton, and stayed on when George W. Bush took over. Last night, President Clinton released a statement reading in part, Hillary and I are saddened by the tragic passing of former White House executive chef Walter Sheeb. Our family was grateful to have Walter with us in the White House for six years, where we and visitors from around the world loved his delicious and creative meals. And former First Lady Laura Bush added, President Bush and I are saddened by the tragic death of former White House executive chef Walter Sheeb. Walter was an outstanding talent. He prepared magnificent dinners for world leaders and delicious fare for our family and friends. George and I send our heartfelt sympathy to Walter's loved ones. He was also involved in multiple charities, appeared on Iron Chef, started his own corporation, and wrote a book. Now, when you hear that the Obama chef has died by drowning, it is a little bit surprising, but let's be honest, when you hear the Clinton's personal chef died, it's not that shocking. 
it's really not. The Clinton body count is a long list. As a matter of fact, let's just revisit that. Y'all, y'all want to do that? Clinton body count. And here's the thing that you got to understand. When it comes to a personal chef or somebody in that role that is intimate with the family, that is around when private conversations are being had, when people are talking openly about anything and everything, they're relaxed. They they trust you. Um, so they're transparent. You know, I mean, Barack and, and Michelle Obama, they obviously, you know, they're in their home. So they're going to talk to each other as if they're alone. They may sometimes forget their chef is there. Now, insert the Clintons. And somebody hears that they're doing all this shady stuff they hear bill clinton and hillary fighting over bill's latest trip to epstein island maybe at the obama house the chef walked in on michelle changing and found something surprising i don't know i don't know what that could be but what if what if the clinton body count now wikipedia if you'll notice here This is just the first one that pops up. It's not the Clinton body count. It's the Clinton body count conspiracy theory. The alleged victims, I'll give it to them, they actually list the victims. Let's see if they got the whole list here. Uh, I don't think so. Let's just look at a few of them, though. Let's see how Wikipedia phrases it. (laughs) You better believe the Clintons are like, hey, get on Wikipedia. Call it a conspiracy theory. Don, Henry, and Kevin Ivis, two Arkansas teenagers, killed and their bodies placed on railroad tracks August 23rd, 1987. At the time, the boys' deaths were controversially ruled accidental, but after Kevin Ivis' body was exhumed and a second autopsy performed, the original examiner's ruling was overruled and the cause of death for Kevin and Don Henry was changed from accidental to homicide conspiracy theorist as well as Linda, Kevin's mom, they say that the boys came upon a drug drop from an airplane similar to Barry Seal's operations near Mena, what is that? Mena, Arkansas, and were then murdered and covered up the circumstances surrounding the deaths of the boys of the boys. Victor Razor. Victor Razor was national finance co-chairman for Bill Clinton. He died in a plane crash along with his son and three others on July 30th, 1992 during a fishing trip. Conspiracy theorists believe the crash to have been deliberately caused. However, the National Transportation Safety Board ruled it an accidental, stating the probable cause... Uh, of the accident was the pilot's delay decision, reversing course, blah, blah, blah. See, I, I've got to find an actual list because Wikipedia is really going out of their way to make sure you don't see. And this is not all of them. Mary Mahoney, Vince Foster, you know that one, Jerry Parks, Edward Edward Wiley, Ron Brown, Jim McDougal, John F. Kennedy Jr., 
Seth Rich, oh yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, Christopher Sign. Christopher Sign is actually, he was a, if y'all remember, Christopher Sign was a, uh, a, a journalist, and he worked here in Birmingham for one of the local news stations. He was the guy that caught Bill Clinton getting on to the plane with, um, uh, who was it, Loretta Lynch, who was Attorney General at the time. They were talking, this was leading up to the 2016 election. And they were trying to find a way to keep Hillary Clinton, who's running for president, from being charged with a crime. <laughs> and oh, my, how things change, right? And he ended up suiciding himself. Anyway, that's a whole deal. Maybe one day we'll just dedicate an entire hot takes to the Clinton body count. Maybe we'll just go that route. Because, um... I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. On that same side, did somebody try to take out Ron DeSantis today? In Chattanooga? I doubt it. But he was involved in a car accident on his way to a Chattanooga event with staff in the vehicle. The DeSantis camp releasing a statement saying, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Y'all like the relaxed state I'm in right now. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling very comfortable. Ron DeSantis, Team DeSantis, if you will, said this about the car wreck. DeSantis has just been involved in a car accident. His press secretary announcing in a statement, this morning the governor was in a car accident while traveling to an event in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He and his team are uninjured. We appreciate the prayers and well wishes of the nation for his continued protection while on the campaign trail. We will monitor this developing story and bring you any updates. I don't really think that uh, anything nefarious was going on there. I just kind of wanted to tie that in with the Clintons somehow. That was the only way I knew how to do it. Now, on the other side, the other side of the presidential race, should I say, you've got Joe Biden. And I posed to you guys a theory yesterday. Here's what I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, all right? But this is what I'm feeling in my gut at this point. I think we are going to see President, and I know this is crazy, I think we're going to see President Kamala Harris before the end of this term. I know what you're thinking. There's no way. You're also thinking, I can't stomach that. Please don't let that happen. But I feel this coming, okay? And here's how it's going to go. Right now, the heat's being ratcheted up on Joe Biden uh, with talks of impeachment. Even today, Kevin McCarthy sat out with the reporters for a while talking about impeachment. He seems like he's toying with the idea, but they, they may go on with it. I think Republicans are spineless. I think they're mealy-mouthed, weak-kneed, wannabe leaders, and they really don't have the stomach to do it, but they might. Maybe they'll accidentally impeach him. But here's what's going to happen, because Democrats in particular are very concerned with their legacy when they're in a major office. You look at, you know, obviously Obama. You look at Dianne Feinstein, right, who's who's hanging on for dear life. 
Uh, you look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court. Like these people want to be immortalized, right? It's it's more of a concern for them to be immortalized than it is for them to do the right thing. So as the heat gets ratcheted up on Joe Biden, we're going to get the word that something happens. Joe Biden has come down with a with an illness, maybe a terminal illness, maybe cancer. By the way, he claimed today that he cured cancer at a press conference, but you could have saw that coming. He's going to maybe suffer a fall at the White House, one that nobody saw, but we're just just being reported in the media uh, that he hit his head and they have deemed him, you know, unfit or it's better off for him to just go recover with his family and he's going to pass the duties off to Kamala Harris. Something of that sort to keep them from impeaching Joe Biden. And Democrats will say, oh, Republicans are such awful people. They got this old guy who hit his head and he can't even, he's he's out of his mind. He can't even, he can't even work. He can't even be president. And Republicans are picking on this old feeble man. They'll use that against Republicans. Use it going into the election, talking about how horrible Republicans are and everything else. But then comes in the replacement. Who's going to be the replacement? Because they're not going with Kamala Harris. They're not putting Kamala Harris up as the candidate. Is it Gavin Newsom? A lot of people say that. Or is it somebody like Michelle Obama? Because if you've got a female woman of color, I hate that term, but that's what they say. A female woman of color, all right, a minority as the Democrat presidential guy or person, you can only replace her. You can't replace her with a white guy. You got to replace her with another female minority. In comes Michelle Obama. That takes me back. What did the chef know? Maybe something that could railroad presidential aspirations. Again, these people are concerned with their legacy. And what greater legacy for the Obamas to not only serve eight years, two terms, but to then turn around and eight years later have the first lady become president. Barack Obama, the first black president. Michelle Obama, the first female president. The Obama family would live in infamy. And it all comes around full circle. That's how these things work. Again, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But if you see all that happen, again, call me the Miss Cleo of radio and remind yourself that Andrew McClain called it. I'm out of here. Thank you all for watching this video, listening to this podcast. Share, like, comment, do all that stuff, and we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Hot Takes. Until next time, see ya, cops!